It's Lisa Hawkins, and this is Christian Warrior Woman. It is Sunday, and God is good, and I am grateful to be before you today. So I pray that this has been a glorious weekend, and I hope this word um, encourages you in your walk with Jesus. Well, if you have your Bible, if you have your journal, and you're in that quiet place, we shall begin. And I want you to be able to turn to John 10, because we're going to talk um, about the Good Shepherd and his sheep today. So I will give you a second as I give a definition on some of the characteristics of a sheep as you find John 10, which is in the New Testament. So what are some of the characteristics? So let's talk about a little bit about sheep. Sheep, they are a meek animal. They are usually very quiet and gentle. And the definition says they they hold they hold themselves aloof from the world. In a herd, all sheep tend to listen to their leaders and show esteem to them. Hmm. Interesting. That um, sounds a little bit like sheep, like you and your pastor, sounding like a shepherd. So I think, though, some of the characteristics when you look there, especially when you're studying John 10, is to, in your journal and in your walk, really ask yourself, you know, quiet, gentle, humble, are those characteristics that would describe you? And sometimes people think when you're an extrovert that you can't be quiet, gentle. And I would, I would say that's not true. Because although I can use myself as an example, if you met me in person or we talked and people think even if you're doing a podcast, you must be, got to be an extrovert. I am, but I'm also... Oh, and, and not that I'm comparing myself to a, a great sheep. I'm just stating there's another side to us all. So sometimes we think when people are quiet or reserved that they may be leaning toward these characteristics more than someone who's an extrovert. And I'm just stating that I'm an extrovert, I feel like, when I need to be, but as a whole... I kind of like being to, I like being alone with myself as well. I like doing things um, on my own. I'm not really a person who has to be in a group. I like being in groups for certain situations, but I'm not a person who has to travel with a pack of girlfriends and in everything I do. And I've met women who state they've never even been to the movies by themselves. And I was like, really? Huh. And I'm sitting there going, when you're a single mom with children, going to the movies alone was like a break. So it all, we can't judge on the outside is where I'm getting to. If someone's quiet, or if they're gentle, or if they are humble in many cases. So I'm assuming you are now at John 10. And so I'm going to read the first part and we'll talk about that. So verily, 
true, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And so when we go into this first passage, to me, it, it makes me reflect and hopefully with you, this didn't lead you with wondering what the Lord may be talking about here, because these are Jesus' words. And who are the Pharisees? You know, the know-alls and those who deem themselves um, at a much higher level of intellect and relationship with God and education than the average person. But I also look at, when I read the word, I reflect on today. And I think of how many of us um, may attend churches or ministries that I would say are more self-proclaimed. You know, today it's very hard in cases to judge if churches we attend are based on the pastor's desire to want money, fame, pride, or control, or to prove um, something to man, or if they're called by God. And what I like about this passage is that it really can give you an in-depth look at the characteristics of not only the sheep, but the shepherd. And so as you have your journal open, I want you to think also about who you may be a part of their flock or part of their group and what characteristics do we'll use the word shepherd that you are following on the earth have that would lead you to believe that they are called of God to shepherd you. I think it's very important for our spiritual health and our day-to-day life, that we are being shepherded by the right people, by the right words, and that it aligns with God's words to elevate us, especially women, and to give us a voice to ask questions and to engage with us. Because as we read through, I'm going to read further, you will see the shepherd The sheep not only know the shepherd, but the shepherd knows his sheep. And so if you're attending a church and your pastor doesn't know your name, um, and sometimes churches are large and so they have like co-pastors or small group or whatever it is. But the bottom line is if you're being shepherded within a church, then you should see the characteristics line up with the Word of God, line up with love, line up with someone caring about your well-being, not only your donation, offering, or tithes, but about your spiritual and physical health. Because the Good Shepherd cares about that. And your shepherd in your church or ministry should be following the great shepherd 
which is using Jesus Christ as that example. So let's continue. So the one who enters the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. So I look at that as the one who's called, the one who is ordained for this role. And so if someone tries to make themselves somebody by wanting a title unworthy or even, I don't want to say paying the dues, but truly called, they're a thief and a robber. And so how do you recognize a thief and a robber? They're always asking for money. They're always trying to take from you versus give to you or bless you or cover you. And so if you go to a service and every other minute they're asking for you to sacrifice, for you to do, ah, what is the characteristics of the good shepherd? So let's continue because you will find the good shepherd isn't taking, but always protecting and giving. So let's continue. I'm down to um, verse three. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So one of the, which I love this, and I love this being an idea. I I grew up in New York City, straight city. There was no um, sheep. Of course, I saw cows and stuff when I went out into suburbia or into upstate New York. That's more I call rural. But what I love about this is, first of all, when uh, shepherds would come into a town, they would have their sheep being held in a secure area. And so the gatekeeper would be the person, obviously, watching over the sheep when the shepherd isn't there. And so... When the shepherd would come, obviously there would be, sheep could be with other folks' sheep as well. But the gatekeeper, number one, recognizes the shepherd. That's why he opens the gate. And that's why you saw in the, uh, the earlier verse that when you're not the, the shepherd and you try to be a thief, you try to enter the pen by the gate, but you climb in some other way or you jump the gate or you try to basically get in without the gatekeeper seeing you. But what I love about this is when the shepherd comes to gather his sheep, he has a particular call and his sheep all know his call. So when he comes and the gate is open for him, and he gives his unique call to his sheep. They listen, their ears perk up, and guess what? He calls, as the verse continues, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Now to me, what's really key about this is so as a woman for myself I've struggled with doubt I've struggled with anxiety I've struggled with um, finances 
relationships, you name it. We all can have struggles. But when you really think about in those struggles, the the fears or the insecurities or the doubts weren't because I was following my shepherd. I wasn't following the Lord. Not fully. I was more focused on man. The, you know, maybe not getting the promotion that I was supposed to get and having to prove and fight for my rights as a woman or a minority or racism I was dealing with. And so where was my focus? Was I listening for the Lord's plan? And this is the part I like for the Lord's plan to call me from out of the gatekeeper. Right? Because he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And this is the part that I find very key and that we could probably go on for a while about leads them out. So when I, if you're in a job and you're struggling with a boss and your, your frustration, your fears, your doubts, you're worried about being unemployed, where is your energy being put into? Your energy is being put into that boss, that person, that really a false gatekeeper, or the you're using your boss as your shepherd, who basically does not deem that title, and they will what? Rob and steal from you. And so instead of putting our energy into trying to fix our husband, into trying to make our boss a better person or to do, to overwork ourselves and hope that it is pleasing, then maybe we should pray and wait because the gatekeeper is holding the shepherd sheep, right? He's holding them. It doesn't say, you know, we know that obviously the shepherd is sleeping and the shepherd's going to come back. Maybe he's visiting family. Maybe he's in town for a couple of days. But the gatekeeper is keeping the sheep protected until the shepherd comes back or the shepherd comes to lead them out. And I think in this area, we need to look at our lives like that, that we may feel that we're in a holding pen. Praise the Lord. We may feel in holding. We may feel um, tired. We may feel lost or confused. We may be wondering what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen next week. But what was the characteristic I mentioned to you earlier about sheep? They're quiet, they're gentle, they're holding themselves aloof from the world. We don't need to act like the world when we feel stressed because we know that we have the great shepherd. And that great shepherd already laid down his life for you. So believing that he's not going to come and get you out of that holding pen, that he's not going to tell the gatekeeper that has you in this particular space and time that I am here to claim my sheep, that you are forgotten, 
and that the Lord doesn't know your name? Who gives you those thoughts? Man, people, friends. But that's not what the word says. Right? And so when we find ourselves stuck in that cycle, what I love about John's, John 10 is that if you scroll down to verse 11, the Lord says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Think about it. How, who wants to kill the shepherd? The wolf, right? And so a good shepherd, these are his sheep. He protects them, has that staff, right? So if a wolf comes, he defends every life, every single sheep. He will not allow to be um, harmed. But if we go into verse 12, it says the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and run away. And I'm not calling any pastor a hired hand. I'm not calling your boss a hired hand. But I just ask you that who will lay down their life for you? And so we have to remember who we belong to. And people will disappoint us. Minister leaders, I, I hear all the time from people on how they're disappointed, this and that and the other in the body of Christ. Man, women, whoever are going to disappoint you. They're human. They're flawed. And they can't read your mind and they can't fulfill 100% of what your needs may be. That's why I personally prefer when you belong to a, a mega church or a large church, it's easy to get lost. And it's easy for no one to account for you as a shepherd. And that's why I prefer a smaller congregation where you actually can physically touch and talk and hug and know your pastor. And it seems to be the opposite today because people don't want to be accounted to anyone. But anyway, the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and run away. And some of you may say, well, and if you're not a big offering giver or whatever, then you feel abandoned. And if you have a need, they might ask you, well, are you a faithful tither? And you may find that help is far and few. But you know what God and the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, is always there. He knows every hair on your head. Forget knowing your name. He, know how, he knows how many hairs are on your head. Your own mother can't guess how many hairs are on your head. Neither can your father. Neither can your husband. But Jesus knows every hair on your head. Unless you're bald. <laughs> so we have to look at ourselves that when we are in struggle, we have one place to go. One place where we will receive an answer. And we will know and hear the Lord's voice. Now, many times we will hear 
voices of doubt, voices of fear, voices questioning. And we think these are sometimes our own thoughts. Ah, many times it's not. It's the wolf trying to come to lure you away from the Good Shepherd. Why? So that he can do what? If we look at verse 10, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I don't know about you, but having your life to the full is what the Good Shepherd is about. When you're picking a church, when you're picking a ministry to belong to, do they have a plan or a ministry that's going to help take your life to an elevated level? Are they encouraging their flock to live out their full potential, not just follow and not do, not accomplish anything, but to the full. So the good shepherd is making sure every one of his sheep grow to a ripe old age. And that when the enemy comes to bring harm to the sheep, that we know that the shepherd, the shepherd, the word says, when he gathers his flock, he goes before them. When you think about this should, I would hope, bring you less doubt, less worry, that no matter what situation you are in right now, the Lord is before you if you're a child of God. And so how do you become that? By just asking the Lord to forgive your sins and you submit your life to him and asking to be saved. We don't need no long, drawn-out process ceremony. It's releasing your heart to follow. And it's so key, if you didn't capture this, our ears. We have to make a decision who we're going to listen to. We have to stop listening to what man is saying and sit back, as we talked about the characteristics of a sheep, and find that quiet place and being gentle and not being argumentative and not wanting to debate everything under the sun, but waiting to hear God. And when we hear God, then we wait for his direction so we don't have to doubt. So we can be those sheep that look different from the way the world looks, as we just talked about. And that we can do what? Esteem our good shepherd. Because we just shared that they listen and show esteem to their shepherd. Do you show esteem to your good shepherd? Do you sit in prayer? Do you have worship time, praise time? Do you share with the Lord what you're grateful for? What your prayer needs are? And thanking him when those prayers get answered and sharing those testimonies with other people. Is that you? So today, I want you to start writing 
the characteristics that you need to take upon yourself to be that sheep. To been, and to think about what does meekness look like for you. And think about what in your prayer that you need the Lord to be before you. If you get nothing else from this, is that no matter what your struggle is, that the Lord is before you protecting you from the enemy. You know, even when the shepherds had their sheep out in the field and not in town, that whether at night or when it was time to rest, they would take them near a cave or an area that only allowed one entrance. And they would lie, put their bodies physically at that entrance to do what? To protect the sheep from not going out that way and getting lost and being alone, but also preventing the enemy from coming in. Jesus Christ is at your gateway, in your doorway, protecting your home, protecting your family, protecting your finances. He has you covered on all fronts. But when we give, listen and ear to the thief, to the robber, to the wolves in this life, we wind up alone and we wind up away from the flock and away from our shepherd. And you're listening to a call that is temporary, limiting, and destructive. So today, you need to tune your ears to the Lord and find your peace and find your rest knowing that no matter how low you are this moment, that you have a savior, savior willing to risk, he already risked his life for you to have a full life. And you need to read that passage I just read for yourself. And that's why I wanted you to have your Bible open so you could review it. When I read that statement, that last statement in verse 10, 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I pray today that you grasp that one piece of evidence, of word, that when you're praying, you're saying, Lord, I declare your word in my life, that you came, that I may have life and have it to the fullest. I receive that. I desire that. That's what I'm praying for you right now. That's what I want for you. Don't limit. What does full look like for you? In your journal, write. What does full look like for you? Don't go on what you can imagine. Shoot higher than what your thoughts, right? We're talking about a powerful God. Your ways and your thoughts are not his ways and his thoughts. So go for what will make your life fuller. What today will allow you to release your gift in fullness? And while you're in this air, this pen, and you've got the gatekeeper keeping you protected, craft what the Lord is building in you so that when he calls you 
And, you know, I, I always visualize the Lord calling me and saying, Lisa, that when he calls me, I'm ready. You see, we want to be called and have fame, money, and all this other stuff. But there's so much work to be done within ourselves that when the Lord calls, we're ready. I pray that you work on being ready in your heart and in your life and in your character. Take on the character so that the Lord can call you, can use you in the world today. So I send you this blessing on this Sunday and love to hear from you. Please shoot me comments on either on this podcast. You can send a voicemail message. You can you can type it on Anchor or or um, Apple or you can join us on Facebook and it's Christian Warrior Woman. Also, if you'd like to receive um, the first free chapter in the book and the book at a discounted price, you can go to ChristianWarriorWoman.com. Again, that's ChristianWarriorWoman.com. I'm Lisa Hawkins and you have a blessed day.